And hello. Welcome to Question Block, Secret Lofts, Educational, Historical, Comedy, and now Matrimonial Podcast. Because this week we're talking about the history of dating. I am Alex, or Wires of NYC, on Instagram. And with me is... Aerialist, hi! <laughs> there you go. Uh, Aerialist, what are you dressed as this evening? A bride. Nice. And I am dressed as a, a pickup artist. I've got my cool fedora. I've got a lacy shirt. You're acting like a jerk. Acting like a jerk. Yeah, I'm Date Alex. Nice to meet me. Let's get into it. We're talking about dating, except people didn't really date until like 1960. So I'm going to talk about the history of marriage because that's kind of what they were doing. Like sex and marriage. And then you're going to talk about everything was just like intended matrimony, I guess. And affairs, which were like totally fine. We were talking about this and I guessed I was like, I guess it's like when the Catholic Church started making people get married. But you said no. No, it started way before that. <laughs> All the way back to about like 2000 B.C. in Babylonia, which is like where everything starts, I guess, right? Yeah, one of the ancient civilizations. And then in ancient Greece, the couple, the rules were that the couple just had to regard each other as husband and wife. Oh, you and didn't have to have a ceremony? No, you just had to like agree accordingly. That's like going steady. Yeah. You're like, it's are like, we are we good? Okay. Yeah, you good. just have you have a little DTR, discuss the relationship, and then you're married. And at this time, sex didn't really like factor into marriage because, for example, it was seen as uh, it was seen as like a good thing for young boys and like older boys to have sex as a trade for knowledge, and this had nothing to do with like oh with their teachers. Yeah, it was like. Trade, <laughs> the first example of trade. So that was totally cool and like normal. So that's why I was like, yeah, it doesn't um, homosexual relationships were just kind of like par for the course. Okay. Among aristocrats or everybody? Just everyone. In fact, if you were not an aristocrat and you needed some knowledge, that was like a really good way to get it was like to go to a bathhouse. I thought a, a big driver from other stuff I've read, a big driver in patrilineal societies where you inherit from your father, right, is that they become very protective about women's... Your penis? Re, no, women's reproductive behavior because you need to know who's your dad. If you don't know, you don't get property inheritance because your dad owns all the property and you That's get it the, from your dad. The Benny Benassi song is about. Who's your dad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The age-old question that led to in patrilineal societies they then introduce all these rules like a woman can only be with one man so that it's clear who the father of like a given family is well and in, how inheritance should work in but, rome there were different kinds of marriages marriages oh like the pirate marriages well there were it was just like what degree of property the woman was basically so there was the comtio which means purchase the eldest form of roman marriage and again the only thing needed to confirm this marriage was the presence of five adult witnesses which probably meant like 13 year olds mm -hmm. and this was like this would this was like okay this this bitch is like my property there was usus which is just means usage 
it was this is an archaic form of of Roman marriage. Okay. So if a man was intimate with a woman for a whole year and she didn't feel like running away, she became his property. So that was the original like common law. And then there's the conferitio, which is the official wedding ceremony. And so it did have a religious character in charge of it, but it was still pretty casual, I guess. And Nero actually married, he married a man. So I think you would have like multiple marriages. And he like famously was married to a man. Although this is one of those things where the translation is like, people are like, well, did it mean marriage or like something else? But Nice. Did he have multiple marriages at once or did he have to get a divorce and then marry someone else? Nero Nero had everything, okay? <laughs> he could do what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, he had an Olympics where he had events just for himself and then cheated at them. I mean, famously, he fiddled while Rome burned. He fiddled with all of his husbands and wives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but basically, if you were looking at it from a Christian perspective, from... 325 CE marriage was thought of as as pretty private similar to the Romans it was like you just had to be like declare that you were husband and wife and it was cool so a lot of customs come from this time like the pre having your wedding in church times because a, a lot of the marriages were also kidnappings so like jumping the broom no that's actually uh like a thing where you actually jump over <laughs> smashing the glass no no i'll tell you what that's about no, okay, that's well, a jewish one that's a hebrew wedding what what traditions are you talking about then? okay the best man was your strongest man it was like your best fighter because he's going to help you with the kidnapping he's going to help you fend off like the the woman's family that's going to come maybe like come and try and get her okay from the wedding so the initial weddings were kidnappings. A bunch of them were kidnappings or like soft kidnappings. And then you had to do a ceremony after that, like Princess Bride style, like there's a priest and you have to do a ceremony after the kidnapping or just if you pull off the kidnapping, you are now man and wife. So I think it was like you'd get you get your ass kidnapped and then the guy would be like, I am married to you. Do you consent? And he'd have to like nod at you while like making eyes at you. And you'd be like, okay. (laughs) Also, the honeymoon was because of this kidnapping situation. So like after the wedding, you would go into hiding for a couple of months in an exotic (laughs) You got to get out of town. Yeah. Okay. Until until the heat cools off. And the bridesmaids used to dress exactly like the bride because... Guess why? So you couldn't pick out the bride? Yeah. She, she had like body doubles? <laughs> yeah, she like stunt doubles. They're like, no. It, it, it was like that, Um, you know, the Kaiser. So, Kaiser like, Sosa? Yeah. yeah well, he just, no, one, no one knows what he looks exactly. like. Exactly. Well, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So the, the best man, the honeymoon, the bridesmaids, those are all things oh the veil too that's the, the that relates to kidnapping these kidnapping weddings because if you're oh it was more of like an arranged the veil is like for arranged marriages so it was so if your bride was like busted af you wouldn't know until you'd already like done tied the knot so this is going on in this is like medieval europe yeah this is happening okay got it makes sense this goes up until 
I guess I managed to work. People were were out there finding why didn't people marry a lot of like their cousins and stuff? Wasn't that also how you would meet someone? Just some like distantly related family member? Sort of, but there actually were rules in Britain that you weren't allowed to marry people from like your same town. So you'd have to go to like yeah, go to another town. Yeah, which is ironic because they're also the people that like had such inbreeding in the royal family. So well, that was the Habsburgs, but sure. But in 1563, there's a the Council of Trent. You know the famous Council of Trent. Mm-hmm. Everyone's heard of it. Well, I guess royalty was different. Not to change the subject, you're talking about the Habsburgs, but that was like political marriages, which is why they ended up marrying their cousins over and over again so yeah the council of trent what comes up with rules about marriage they're like okay marriage actually it actually has a sac a sacramental nature oh and that's a law the church just claims they're like we have to do the marriages now yeah because they were trying they were really trying to guilt people into it and stuff like that but you know what though Uh, there's like a good argument that like mary had a child out of wedlock and because it's like she's not married to god right so no joseph got cucked by god yeah Yeah. so people were like "Mm." so they're like okay we're gonna they they had a meeting they had (laughs) a zoom meeting and they they were like like, look that doesn't count that's not a good example that was now it's a that rule. Was God doing it. It's a rule that but it's a you law. You guys have to get married by a priest. So then all the weddings have to also take take place in church, and there's a priest. What were they wearing at these ancient weddings, by the way? Oh yeah, so they were just wearing their best clothes, like whatever your clothes were that were like your best. That's mm-hmm. it, it, usually you had two clothes, and whichever one of the clothes was the best, you had you two wear outfits. That one. Yeah. Your weekday outfit and your clubbing outfit. Yep. And the the weddings would usually take place in the summer because you would have just had your yearly bath at that time. Okay. So you were like being, you were pretty clean. You'd gotten a haircut. Hopefully. Maybe. Didn't have as many lice. And just in case you still smelled bad, that's why brides would carry a bouquet. Really? Yeah. Oh, to cover the, the everyone's smell. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of times the bouquet would have like herbs in it, like very pungent herbs, like garlic and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Were they doing? I mean, they weren't doing vows or those other traditions, right? They were just. They like, were. They oh, were yeah. actually. So they they were doing vow. Well, it was more of like a declar because I said the original marriage was like a vow. It was like, I'm going to marry. I'm marrying you right now. I was like, all right, cool. And you just kind of had to say that. So th- this was pretty much like a similar thing. You also had to do a posting of the bands or like running of the bands. or every Like a wedding band. No. Every week in church for a month before you got married, the priest would be like, these two are getting married. Is everyone cool with that? And that would be like the posting of the bands oh like a community board approval process for like our yeah license, so think about like, it we're gonna have a public meeting anybody who has some objections you can uh you can raise them in church 
I object. Yeah, but then they'd be like, someone marry her already. All right. Okay, that's so cute. That I, I think that's funny because it's like now they're they're like they condensed it because they're like the forever hold your peace thing. They they're like we'll just do this at the ceremony. You get about ten seconds to lodge your objection. If you're but in I, the bathroom during that part of the ceremony, you one missed your, Mississippi, you missed your chance. And they weren't really vows, but it was like law. Like you were kind of you were citing from like a law book basically at the ceremony. The first kiss, what would happen is like after the, you know, everyone said their stuff that they need to say. There was a party, presumably, right? Wait, the first kiss, though, is hilarious. The priest would kiss the groom like they would full on make out. No, they wouldn't. And that, yes, they would. They tongue and everything. They would smooch. They would maybe give a a little peck. You get a peck from the priest. The priest would be like. (sighs) To give you like the blessing, I guess. And then the groom would then kiss the bride. Yeah, to pass on the blessing. Yeah, because because that slut mouth doesn't belong on a you priest. Sure, it wasn't like a cheek kiss. It was like a a Godfather type thing. It was full on tongue. <laughs> and then everyone in the church would just like make out. And then was there a dinner? Is rehear- it was like a there was food a big banquet afterwards. There was food. Sometimes that was part of the dowry, which you were asking about. So sometimes, if especially with like common people. Like, the dowry was literally like I will throw you a party. Yeah, that's literally like what it was. Like it was like, well, the husband's res- family was to like he's like I'll build the house and like after the wedding and like the honeymoon I'll <laughs> hide you away, and the bride's family was like responsible for the party, for the food. And sometimes if the the dowry was like super bad for the bride, the, sometimes her neighbors would like pitch in. And sometimes they would also, like, throw money or food, like, at her to, like, quickly build up a dowry for her. Nice. They just have a potluck. Yeah. A lot of weddings would be kind of like potluck weddings. There was cake, too. But it would be kind of like um, a fruit cake. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So not like a cool multi-layer. Yeah. It would be a fruit cake with, cake. like, nasty-ass, like. Cake icing. Masters wasn't like around yet. No. Fundant hadn't yet been invented. Well, it perhaps. was the icing was it was like a stale icing, so it was kind of like fondant. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cute. Was there wasn't like a wedding industry though, right? Like they would just kind of do them spur of the moment. Yeah, they would do Well, the bride actually didn't have a lot of choice at all about anything except for what day the wedding was on. She got to pick that, so Took a lot of pressure off of her. Yeah. Wow. Historical fiction has really led me astray on this particular topic. How so? Every romantic comedy I've seen that was set during the Middle Ages uh, makes it seem as if the couples do fall in love and like flirt and eventually like then like the guy proposes like in The Princess Bride. Okay. But that brings up a great point. Okay. A great thing. That brings up a great thing. The f- idea of someone getting married for love was first brought about into the zeitgeist by the stories of Lancelot and oh, Guinevere. King Arthur. Yeah. yeah. Right. She wanted Lancelot, even though he was like the working man, he was the athlete and not the king. Right. Normally, if you're just marrying for like money or whatever, if a king wanted to marry you, like you better do that. But. And then Lancelot, Guinevere became a nun and Lancelot like retired because they were like. He used his sword to like cut her habit together. off. Yeah. He was like. Okay, so because it was a tale of like passion and that they really should have been together and she shouldn't have been married to Arthur. 
right. that inspired popular imagination. So then the Enlightenment comes around and yeah. people just start questioning everything. They're like, should marriage even be a thing? What is what is anything? People start drinking coffee, asking lots of questions. So marriage for love slash dating. People are just real saposexuals at that point. So sort of this, the romanticism of it all takes a back burner until, yes. Is it the Victorians? Yes. <laughs> it's always the Victorians. Always Victorians. Anything emo, it's always the Victorians. Okay, so they like brought back the notion of true love. Not just they, but she. They brought sexy the back. The queen of the Victorians, Queen Victoria, and her hot penis-piercing <laughs> husband, Prince Albert. Oh, wow. They really, they really spiced it up. Be- number one, she had to propose to him because he was... Just like Guinevere and Lancelot, they were from different social standings. Oh, really? Yeah. So it, she she was like, yo, this dude is like hot. She was like, farm boy. Okay, nice. Literally. And she was the first person to, to really wear and popularize a white wedding dress. Yeah, because until then, it was just your best outfit. It was your best outfit or it was red because that, you know, I guess a lot of the stains back then were red, so... Hides blood stains well. The blood and the wine and that's very Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Okay. So she she was like, I want to show people how bougie I am, and uh, and I want to show them this dress is like spotless. So she was the first person to wear a white dress. She was also the first person to have a tiered wedding cake. It was still this like nasty ass fruit cake nonsense but they, they still couldn't make proper desserts she at the stacked time. two of them on top of each other and i think sh- they had royal icing which is like even closer to fondant okay so the victorians and and then they're publishing their erotic fiction yep probably and and everybody's getting all spicy yeah there the was like there actually was a little bit of dating there were like a little bit of like dating in the victorian era there was this th- one thing that I will say. I know my jurisdiction is weddings, but I got to say, oh, Coco Chanel had a black wedding dress. I, I love that. I think that's very classy. Yeah, she must have had like a ton of stains. Like it's a, <laughs> like it's a funeral, though, right? So there, this is a, a great like dating Victorian dating thing because you always had to have like chaperones and stuff. And uh, chaperone, your like grown up adult like nurse lady would have to be in the room with you. And a dude to get some privacy. There was this thing called the like the conversation tube. And it was a six foot tube. So it would have been really good for coronavirus. Yeah. And it was like those telephones, you know, the paper cup, like plastic cup, like telephone. Also things. good for the Spanish flu, probably. <laughs> they, you would just cough into it. Around sometimes. that time. Yeah. You'd be like, let me tell you a secret. <laughs> so, the, you know, that was like a, a dating thing. And there was all the there were all these like etiquette manuals at that time too. I was just thinking of uh of like Victorian era like books or novels that I've read and they're like picture of dating. I mean I guess right Gone with the Wind is like the Antebellum South. So it's like eighteen forties or something. And they're like it's just these women trying to wed like a wealthy the wealthy gentleman or their wealthy suitors. And like the men apparently don't really do anything. They just own land. They own a plantation, so they just are rich. And it's just women trying to, like, have have witty banter with them to seduce them. 
Yeah. Where there's the the picture Our of prejudice. Picture of Dorian Gray is in like late 1800s it was published. But that he's like a Dorian Gray's like a dandy, right? He's like going around. Love that we're giving a and sneak peek. breaking pre- hearts. Pre- a sneak peek. A sneak peek for next week's episode, which is rom-coms. Yeah. But these characters were influenced by the social climate at the time. Yes, a lot of a lot of etiquette books. There's one thing that like so Queen Victoria changes the game for wedding dresses like as we know today and there is an invention that changes the game for bachelors like yourself do you know what that invention is oh i thought changed the game for cakes maybe and they finally got good um for bachelors uh condoms no (laughs) okay what cars oh now we're into the 1900s okay i'm like 100 years yeah nothing's Nothing's going on. Just cars changed how dating worked. Yeah, because you could just like drive around and just like have mad dates. Because like before it was like, okay, I'm going to take my like my horse to yeah, your house. It's going to be. Yeah. And then like the daylight was a thing. Right. <laughs> you know, like Jingle Bells is about like going on a date in a sled. And that's exactly. like Civil War era. Right. So, yeah, people were people were cruising before they had cars. But that was like an all day affair. When they had cars, they were just like, also, you could be more secretive with the car because you could drive your own. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could drive your own carriage, but you're not going to. If your coachman has discretion, then you can go on multiple dates in a single evening. But yeah, you're like, I got to see, you know, Betty at 6 p.m. and then pick Veronica up at 7. Yeah. I got to drive across town. And it's like, Archie. But if you had a car, you just like drive out. You have a car. It was like matte black. You drive up. No one knew. I mean, I guess I, I, I feel like people would see your car part and they're like, what the Well, and it did, I mean, right, like going to drive-in movies becomes a thing and like stuff that you can do in your car while on a date, I guess then became a thing. Yes. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I love the 1900s. People were definitely going to drive-in movies. Or when did dating pick up even? So like you said, cars, but it was it around the Victorian times then that like a male suitor would go, he would go calling on like a, a woman and they would like talk in their her like front parlor with like her chaperone present. That's like early 19, I feel like 1900, like 1900s dating kind of picked up because there was a lot of other stuff going on. So it, having a family wasn't like it was, it was a thing, but like women could slowly start having like careers and stuff like that. So Maybe they were too busy to like full on marry. You remember in the Nick, like there's like a in the the K N I C K T V mm-hmm. show, the there's like the dad is like, when are you gonna get out of politics and like, you know, settle down to to like keep the family name and the the like daughter's like, No, I wanna keep like solving mysteries. Yeah. But around Yeah, that's like what the Knicks right like right 1900s. before yeah 1900 so before world war one and yeah i think you were at that time it was expected or the goal was to get married by age 21 yeah so you had to date uh you didn't have a lot of time i guess to to date and there were a lot of like brothels and stuff at that time too I'll just like quick side note in the hebrew tradition like it was okay to do whatever you wanted with someone who was not of like Jewish or like Hebrew descent. So it, it was like if Oh, it's not cheating if it's with a a 
non-Jewish woman. Yeah. And it was actually yeah, worse. Yeah, shiksa. Shiksa, a shiksa. <laughs> yeah, you, it was you can worse. hook up with a shiksa whenever. If you were, but if you were the wife of a man who was cheating, like it was worse for you. If your husband that he cheated on you with a, a non-Jewish yeah, woman. it was like that was bad. But, but they like, weren't mad the, at the husband. No, they're like it's fine. They're like he got tempted. It's okay. Okay, but you as a wife are responsible for him leaving the Jewish faith, basically. Yeah. Okay, great. That's very fair. So fair, we love. Yeah. And then before I turn over to you, I will because you asked about the wine glass. Yeah. Thing that's a Jewish tradition, and that signifies it's very romantic i like it it signifies that once it's broken into pieces like it can never be put back together the same way again Mm -hmm. just like just like (laughs) once you're together you can't be broken oh yeah which i'm like shouldn't they glue it back together like it's kind of like reverse but i like that they're like it's they're like you together are now forever changed yeah. Whereas the wine glass is like forever changed. Like the cracked Japanese porcelain tea kettle. Exactly. I mean, if it was me, I would just do, you know, mix like uh, baking soda and vinegar and be like, look, it's a chemical change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do a little volcano. <laughs> and sometimes they'll put the, take the glass or whatever and they'll put it in the, in your like, your mezuzah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So do you want to tell us about dating and personals? I'm going to tell you about dating. Yeah, you talked about it some, the whole, you know, visiting and gentleman callers and stuff. What I really have is it's like the development almost of dating at a distance because that's the funniest kind of dating. And there are like, as you can imagine, there's good historical records of a lot of this because it was in print. So I'm going to tell you sort of the history of personal ads and how that then became online dating. When do you think the first personal ad was posted? Like the 50s? Of what century? (gasps) Oh! (laughs) <laughs> what i don't so now the, i'm thrown off i don't know the date that i found was uh 1685 was the first personal ad and that's crazy one of the yeah so newspapers became popular there were some in the 1500s but they became popular in the 1600s having a daily newspaper and then 1685 they think is when the first personal was published and uh there's one that they like survived that they have this like piece of paper from a newspaper from 1685 and it was placed by a 30 year old man with a very good estate announcing he was in search of some good young gentlewoman that has a fortune of 3000 pounds or thereabouts and 3000 pounds at the time is re- is equal to 300,000 pounds today or about $400,000 so he was looking for like a sugar mama Sugar baby better work. And he's also like, I'm old. And he's 30. He was like, I'm on death's door. Yeah. So even even back then, people had great expectations when they were posting their personal ads. Uh, then there's records in the 17... 17- so personal ads, like, since then, they've been around. And just kind of, like, they kind of, like, became more popular or less popular as trends went. So I'll just kind of go through those trends. Um. So in the 1700s, they became, they weren't really that popular. Like, there are examples of them found in newspapers that survived since then. But they did become pretty popular uh, for homosexuals, for gay and lesbian communities to meet up. Because it was hard to discreetly meet up. And sodomy, or like being homosexual, uh, was punishable by death, potentially. Wasn't sodomy at this time referring to non- Sorry, just procreative non, non-procreative sex. sex. Okay. Non-procreative sex. <laughs> sure. 
I heard that it was like somebody had told me lesbians weren't as like prosecuted because people didn't believe it was possible for them to have sex. Like they didn't understand the workings. So they were like, well, that's yeah. not really they're a like, thing. They're they, like, don't be silly. Like women don't have pleasure from sex anyway. So what would even be the point? Yeah. So the the gays were meeting up though, often through personals. And so there was there's this whole history of uh which maybe we'll talk about in the Pride episode of coded language used in the personals during that time. Or men would just pose as women, but I guess write the profile in such a way that they could uh, attract uh, somebody who would be a match. I love that. They're like, I'm looking for a man, kind of like Oscar Wilde. <laughs> yeah, you know. They could just meet kind of in private or often in Molly houses, which I think we talked about I last I love Pride. Molly houses. <laughs> so Molly houses are, yeah, the, the British slang for uh, kind of like a, a gay bar or a secret gay bar at the time, which were, they would be raided occasionally. Like gay speakeasies. I have some funny personals from like the 1700s. I'll read, read you. them 17, to me. 1700s. Okay. So historically, they think this is the first historical instance of a woman posting a personal. In 1727, Englishwoman Helen Morrison posted an ad in a Lonely Hearts column, and she had to convince the editor of the the Manchester Weekly Journal to place the ad for her. And I think she was a maybe a widower. So she was seeking someone to spend someone nice to spend her life with. And the response in the paper that was published was from the mayor who had read the ad and had uh had Helen committed to an insane asylum for four weeks. What? People were not cool with women posting personals at the time. Let's see, the first dedicated newspaper, an entire newspaper for sig- singles was in 1870 during the gold rush in San Francisco. I guess post-gold rush San Francisco. It was called the Matrimonial News. So men had oh. men had to pay a quarter to place an ad, which would be like five bucks today, and women could post for free. Work. Okay, they had it. They had it right, though. And it was super successful. By, by 1900, there were 20 similar publications. They probably were doing fake like profile posts or whatever because oh, they're yeah. like because it's post gold rush san francisco there's just a ton of gold panning men out there so they're looking for looking for wives uh in the early 1900s personal ads uh became popular among farmers and people who are like settling the west so which is funny because there's a farmers only website today <laughs> so here's an example this is great because the ad, the title of the post is... Looking for a real cow. <laughs> looking for a To cow. milk. Okay. Yeah, this ad is great because the title is Housekeeper. 18 to 30 years of age, wanted by a widower, 40. Have prominent position with the rail company. Have 75-acre ranch. Also, house in town. So he's got two houses. Object, matrimony if suited. Have boy, 13 years old. Would not object to housekeeper having child. Can give best references. Okay, I think I know who wrote this ad. <laughs> I'm not going to say names. Okay. Yeah, I like that he's just, that is, it's like, most important, you'll be a housekeeper. But I would like to marry you. And then there's a, a, a post from a woman in the early 1900s. Young woman, reared in luxury, having lost everything and earned her living for the past eight years, is tired of teaching and wishes a home would like to meet a well-to-do businessman who would appreciate refinement and affection in a wife. I love that. Object matrimony. I love that. 
that's great. She's like, I'm tired of teaching. I've been teaching for eight years. I was rude in luxury and I've lost I've everything. I've lost everything <laughs> except my dignity. By this time now we've gone through, you know, 40 some years of there being dedicated personal uh, newspapers. So they're getting more popular and they became very popular during World War One uh, because there were uh, newspapers and magazines specifically for soldiers the lonely soldiers of world war one so the idea was that they would like you know because it was all these like boys who were you know 18 or whatever 18 to 20 fighting in world war one so they would get pen pals and then also at the same time there was this this famous uh personals newspaper called the link which was the UK's first Lonely Hearts Monthly. It was shut down by the government because they believed that homosexuals were exchanging coded messages. It's like the original Craigslist. Yeah, there was a trial, and they, they were found guilty of gross indecency, and then the paper shut down. So, pretty unfair. So, it sucks. So that's kind of the history of personals. I'm going to give you a, a quick personals test for your... Ooh, okay. Don't look, but this is... I'm not. Because you know personals, right? I have a veil over my eye. Yeah. Well, you pay, right, like per word or per letter, I think. Really? That's why there's all these uh, acronyms that people use. Uh, I did not know that. So you can say what you're looking for while saving on the character count. I mean, I I knew that there's acronyms, but I didn't know that that was why. why. Yeah, you would, you know, I think you pay for like a set amount for 50 characters versus 200 characters or whatever. Okay, so you have to translate this. Okay, DTE, SWF. Well, SWF is single white female. Yes. Wait, what was the first? DTE. DTE is in a lot of ads. Is it like down to everything? It's down to earth. Oh, because I know what DTF means. Yeah. So I thought it was like (laughs) down to to everything. Wow. Uh, Then lowercase w, that's just with. GSOH. Ooh. GSO, yeah, with GSOH. LFLTR. Wait, GSOH? I feel like it's like Morse code or something. That's good sense of humor. Okay. Well, I was going to. She's a down to earth single white female with a good sense of humor. I was humor. thinking it was like a disease. Like, she's like, I have. That's like you. You're down to earth. <laughs> oh, did you write this for me about me? Okay. Good sense Wait, of I'm humor. Wait, I'm not single, though. No, you're not. <laughs> What is, I guess it'd be attached white female, AWF, with good sense of humor. Okay, LF, LTR, WLTM, IRL. Looking for. Yeah. LTR. A long-term relationship. Yeah, and then WLTM, IRL. So, in real, something is in real life. Would like to meet in real life. Okay. That's a that's that's a lot of syllables. Yeah, it's a lot of letters. Yeah, that's a lot. Of so then, but people still use that even on like Craigslist when it you didn't charge. They, they for do. Like, it's now just become I think kind of standard. But that's where it comes from. I think all the use of acronyms is it so you don't repeat yourself and people get good at scanning them. I suppose for what they want. Because I used to look at the... Because um, it's not like you can use a search filter for your personals page. You have to just look through it with your eyes. So hopefully you can't stuff on pops Craigslist. Out. You well, used to be able... Now on a website, yes. I'm saying like the in print. Oh, word. Okay. Okay. Got it. 
Did you ever read like the Craigslist for fun? Like the Craigslist like misconnections or the um Oh yeah, of course. The missile it was like miscellaneous. That was where like the Connections, miscellaneous. What was your best, like funniest one that you remember? Because I'll never forget what one of them. Misconnections? Like that you read that you remember. Oh, I don't know. There was yours. There was one that was it was like I am four eleven. 300 pounds i will do anything and everything are you ready to ride space mountain i was like i feel like i'm kind of ready to ride space that sounds mountain. like casual encounters i think it was miscellaneous i, oh, I don't know okay. it was one of those was like i saw you on the train like, right misconnections was a sad one you know on your way to a wedding did you notice me like standing there in a yeah in a pile of garbage like please please contact reading, me at this reading number Nietzsche. yeah uh, i'll read you one more uh personals post so yeah the world the world wars happened a great depression happened uh personals became a little less popular uh and then there was this resurgence in the 60s because there was a resurgence in everything in the 60s um and so this sociologist that i was reading uh wrote that there is inclination towards individualism and social exhibitionism drove this resurgence in personal uh, and classifieds postings. Everybody was letting it all hang out in other ways. So yeah, so suddenly it was okay to display oneself in print. It was very important to be self-aware. So you'd get ads like, this ad is great, astrologer, 27, psychology student, desires to establish non-superficial friendship with sensitive, choicelessly aware persons who are non-self-oriented, deep, and wish to unearth real personness relationships. Okay, that person was definitely a psych <laughs> psych student. It's really infuriating. Yeah, yeah. If you thought only like millennials and Gen Z could write like that, well, this I mean, guy they was can't, doing it. Yeah, in I was going to say this person probably had better grammar and whatnot, but yeah. So. Yeah, we've we've now like made it to the the sixties. So now I'm going to tell you about online dating and computer matchmaking. Ooh, people dating computers like the movie Her. Yeah, there is the famous Kraftwerk song "Computer Love," which is about a man falling in love, I guess, with the computer, not with somebody via a computer. But you get the idea. But people did like fall in love with bots, right? That was a thing. Yeah, people it is did. a thing. People fall in love with animals. We'll fall in love with all kinds of things. I'll give you some stats about how quickly online dating has grown because it really had. I'm going to give you some examples of very of funny programs that tried to do it in the 60s when they first had kind of academic computers. But it's really like the big resurgence was in like the mid 90s. So uh, there was this chart I found that showed how people met their spouse. Uh, it was homosexual couples specifically. So gays got into online dating before straights did. But for heterosexual couples, the, as of like 1995, 0% met their match online. As of today, it's 40%. So around, it's right in the late 90s, around when You've Got Mail came out, it jumps to about 20%. And then since the late 90s through today, it's kind of like steadily like gone further upward. Meg Ryan, you better work. <laughs> so according to that chart that I found, it's now the number one way that people meet their spouse or that heterosexual couples meet their spouse. And it's 40% of people. Uh, 
so number two, which was number one from like 1940 to like 2010s, uh, the number one way people would meet their heterosexual people would meet their spouse was through a friend. So it was around 35% of people. And then lately it, that has dropped off and been passed by online dating. People don't have friends anymore. The other ways, I guess, people don't trust their friends as much. They trust the computer more. What does that say about us? The other thing, the other ways that have really dropped off, which I thought was kind of funny, is that through a family friend or through a family member, in 1940, it was 30%. You just married their family? Like when your grandma is like, you got to meet this, this girl who works at the post office. She's perfect for you, kind of thing. That dropped from... Uh, in 1940, that was one of the number one ways. That was number two. That was 30%. Today, it's Shut 5%. Shut up, Grandma. You don't know what you're talking about. And uh, marrying someone who you met in primary or, well, in grade school or high school uh, went from 25% to just 5% today. Nobody's marrying their high school sweetheart anymore. They've seen Teen Mom. They I guess they've married. seen Teen Mom. They've seen the real world. They They know where it's going. And... I mean, all of this is like probably couples with people get married later than ever these days. Oh, one more, one more stat uh, is that the number two way that, like, just lately this has taken off. Now, the number two way that people meet their spouse is at a bar or restaurant. So, Cute. people, yeah, people are hooking up and after meeting at bars. This bodes well for the owners of Secret Loft, I think. We've people have met their spouse they've at Secret married, Loft, and they've gotten married they here. Got, they've married and they them. Got married here. Yeah. So, how about that? Okay, let me tell you about then a quick quick run through of the history of uh, computer dating. Uh, so, in the first ever like computer matchmaking was in 1959. It was a Stanford student project. So they had, I guess, they just did it on their classmates. Was this your, was this your dissertation? It should have been. Uh, they just had 98 subjects. They filled out a 30 question profile. They put all the data in punch cards, and then they just tried to match the punch cards together. They got an A on the project. And then in 1965, six years later, the first ever computer dating uh, company started. It was called Operation Match, uh, started by Harvard student Jeff Tor. And it was used by more than a million daters in the 1960s. It did like reasonably well. That's awesome. Wait, so there were not picture, were there pictures? No, it wasn't pictures. You would just fill out a survey. And they made like Wild. a lot of money. It was very popular where they tried it. Um, apparently, like Jeff Tor himself didn't really believe that he was like, oh, this is just a fad. It's not actually going to like stick around. And he later like quit his own company. Like make it stop. I, I don't know. They just like didn't believe in themselves. It's weird. There were a lot of knockoffs too. There was an MIT based one called Datamate. That's very MIT. <laughs> so nerdy. Uh, in the 1970s, there was Phase Two, just another computer dating company. Um, that sounds kind of ominous. I would not. That's like, what is it? It's like second base. <laughs> it's like the 70s were, yeah, a lot of awkward stuff happened in the 70s. Yeah, like Phase Two happened. Uh, the first mail order bride catalog launched. It was called. Okay, I love that. I need to get my hands on that. <laughs> I will called, order a bride. Uh, it was called Cherry Blossoms. I. Oh, I'm da- I just rolled off my chair and out what a, the door. What a great name for a mail order bride catalog. How do I right? sign up to be in that catalog? Yeah. Just as one of the models, because I know, you know there were bait and switches. Oh, I'm sure. You know. 
And you know the guys didn't care, too. They opened the box. They were like, whatever. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. She's they go. They, go, <laughs> they open the box. They go. It's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. RuPaul's Drag Race reference for those of you watching season fourteen. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Mel Order Bright is that you. It's basically personals, but also you're going to marry somebody who's going to get a visa. Is the idea? So you're marrying some overseas woman. A lot of them come from Ukraine. Um, and then I guess various like Asian countries. I think it's way less popular these days and like customs Im and immigration will actually check that you know your spouse before they'll let you get married and give them a green card. They'll make you ask like answer personal questions. I think I told you my friend married an Ecuadorian woman who he was in love with, who he like lived he with. He didn't know anything about her. But she got a visa. They They knew plenty about each other. But they asked her he said one of the questions, I guess he was in the room. They didn't interview them separately. They were like, what kind of car does he drive? And I guess because she's Ecuadorian and has a very thick accent, she was trying to say Subaru, but she was like, Subaru. And they were like, what? She's like, Subaru. <laughs> and they're like, hmm. And he's like, he's like, she's saying Subaru. <laughs> That's what I drive. A Tercel. A Tercel. <laughs> I'm thinking of getting a Tercel. I'm getting a Tercel. Uh, in 1976, Great Expectations is founded. The video dating service started by Jeffrey Ullman. Yeah. Oh, that's where lowered the lowered expectations. That's where Mad TV's knockoff lowered expectations oh, comes from. Oh, yeah, that was so good. This I've heard uh, recordings from this is like so gaggy. Like they're such nerds. They don't sound confident in themselves at all. No, it's as we know, it's like putting just regular people who haven't practiced or rehearsed at all in front of a video camera is like, or on a stage is like unfair. They like don't do well. This, the service became <laughs> like, uh, I think the butt of a lot of like late night television jokes or like mad TV's parody. Uh, but it never overcame the stigma of being an, um, I guess a video dating service and everybody looked like they were from the 1970s and eighties who was on it. So that's not going to go well. Do you think anyone met for good? I'm sure some people met. There were other video dating like knockoff sites like Teledate and this is a terrible name, Introvision. Sexy. Because if you're an introvert, you're not looking to date. Oh, I was so thinking like is, it's like for per like they're like, oh, I want to see inside of you. No, like, intro. I think they're just using like intro like introduction. But it oh, sounds yeah. like introvert. Anyway. Uh it's unfortunately people have not really dubbed this stuff. Uh, to put it online so we can't find a lot of it but it would be great if we could okay now we're now we're into this millennium so in 2000 craigslist uh starts offering free personal ads yes i loved craigslist and they including the erotic services section which they closed in 2010 after accusations that have facilitated prostitution and sex trafficking and then all of that moved to backpages.com which is just craigslist for sex work and then i think backpages.com got shut down or it keeps getting shut down and from reposts i see on instagram everybody's mad about it because apparently it is a good way for sex workers to like safely meet there's uh, a bunch clients. of sites that there there's like adult friend finder there's seeking arrangement by the way adult friend finder started as a site just called friend finder that was a regular dating site, and then it spun off into Adult Friend Finder for like casual hookups. 
but also sex worker it's it you know it's for people looking to to pay for a unicorn or to oh. to get to pay to get cucked nice. i have many a friend employed by yeah the first modern the first modern dating site like what we know today was kiss.com that was launched in 1994 seems like a radio station kiss fm is a radio station yeah this is kiss.com kiss.com yeah, and then uh, a bunch of other, you know, so that was 94. You talked about You've Got Mail. You That was actually 1998 that came out. Yeah, I was, when I was, I said, you know what happened? Because, uh, yeah. yeah. But, but it was because, like, every, it was seen as, like, um shameful before then. Like, really shameful and, like, sad. Okay, Match.com was founded in 1995. Yes. Oh, and I heard an interview with the guy who started that, and he said that, it was really hard to get like people's pictures up there because you would have to like scan your picture into your computer. Yeah. In 95, they did not have digital cameras. So yeah, it must've been pretty tough to upload your photos and very slow, like dial up internet too. So it probably took a while. That's probably why that was like the one for like husband and wife. It wasn't so much hookups. Cause you're like, I've invested all this. I've invested 10 hours. uploading. Y- you have to be very serious. Yeah. <laughs> to get a profile on earlymatch.com. Uh, the next big one is OkCupid was founded in 2004. Yes. And just like Operation Match, which was the first commercial online, like computer dating service, uh, Harvard students founded OkCupid. Nice. So the OkCupid's key insight that they said made their algorithm better is that you can wait how important the, the survey question is to you. So if you don't care about an answer for something, you can mark that, and then it doesn't count that in your like uh, matching profile. And OKCupid started to to blur the line with like social media because you could post like status updates or like your thoughts, uh, and you had like a profile that I guess you could interact with other profiles and chat with people and stuff within the app. Really? So, so it was like. It's a, it was like its own mini version of Facebook, kind of. Should we disclose? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that we met on OkCupid? We did. Pretty pretty good site. There's this great quote from the founder of OkCupid. Uh, he says, We don't claim to evaluate you perfectly, but we do claim to find someone who claims to fulfill your claimed requirements. Exactly. What? It's true. So, I, yeah. So what he basically says is, like, if you're lying or someone else is lying, then we probably can't match you. But we're going to do our best with what both of you tell us is, like, the thing that you're into. Yeah. yeah it's the only site that I've ever used. And you're the only date that I ever went on from an online dating. Yeah, you do not have a ton of experience with but online dating. But I do have 100% success. So you, oh, I was going to you... say the the neat thing that OkCupid used to do, I don't know if they still do, is they had a blog where they just gave some data scientists access to their data and let them write articles about like cool trends that they noticed. So that included their finding that there's, according to their data, there's no such thing as an Asian fetish. Uh, Asian women were just choosing to date white men. Okay, blame them. <laughs> Hashtag don't believe her. They looked at the uh, the amount of messages and they were like, oh, like white men tend to message all races of women like pretty evenly. And they're like, oh, Asian women only message and respond to white men. 
So how about that? Uh, there are two other fun findings. They said uh, frequent tweeters, people who tweet a lot on Twitter, have shorter relationships than other people. Wonder why? Because <laughs> they're all stand-up comedians. Yeah, I think so. It means you're a stand-up comedian or a like an aspiring journalist. Um, and oh, the best predictor of whether a date will have sex on the first date is whether he or she enjoys the taste of beer. This is a fun fact. So now we're in the mid two thousands. Uh, so in two thousand five, three PayPal employees dreamed up a video dating site called TuneIn Hookup. I love that. So it was going to be like hot or not, but with videos. Uh, and then they like the idea didn't really work out, so they scrapped it. Instead, they created a website called YouTube. <gasps> oh my god! So yeah. good. YouTube started probably the first original code that they started writing for YouTube was for a video dating site. That's awesome. Yeah, and then some. Uh, oh, let's see. Tinder was. Uh, started or tinder was launched in 2012 was grinder first though or tinder grinder's a little bit later i think really let me check i have this super detailed timeline grinder is 2009 okay really? yeah yeah tinder was after grinder yeah i i that's what i thought because i yeah. i remember i had friends using grinder and I, their phone would just be blowing up and, I, and I'd be like what's going on and they're like oh my god there's like a guy over there a guy over there like every corner they're like everywhere and I was like man I mean Grindr launched before like, a lot smartphones were super popular either. yeah that's like, the thing right I was like the, who's who's 2009 is around you? when people started getting iPhones yeah who's who's, who's, who's beeping, beeping you on you? your sidekick <clears throat> yeah and your Blackberry and then everybody I guess liked that format of name so uh they didn't like the e they were like yeah blender launched in 2011 tinder launched in 2012 hinge was 2012 which bills itself as an app designed to be deleted because they claim to be better j swipe launched in Wait, 2014 on passover how dare they shabbos using electronics naughty naughty oh. Bristler wait, wait, wait. was launched in 2014. Hinge is the one that's like you cross paths and they tell you. No, that's Happen. Happen. Okay. That is like, I remember the first time like someone told me about that. I was like, that is so creepy. And they were like, yeah, well, I'm creepy and I want to meet someone creepy too. And I was like, ooh. All right. I get it. Yeah. Bumble launched in 2014. Where you get your hair done? The app where women message first. Allegedly. Um. And then there's just a bunch of other dating apps. A lot of them have consolidated. Uh, it's worth pointing out that the all of the really popular American uh, dating apps uh, are owned by the same parent company. So there's Match Group, which owns OkCupid, Tinder, Plenty of Fish, and Match.com. And that's a public company. And Match Group is owned by IAC, which is a giant. like AOC? No way. <laughs> giant digital uh, media company. And they have a very nice building. And the owner of IAC, Barry Diller, paid for uh, Little Island. And then the latest in, uh, in online dating drama uh, is a West Elm Caleb. So someone on, this is just in the last couple months, I guess in like December, some woman posted on uh, TikTok just kind of a rant about online dating and that some tall guy 
who's a furniture designer for West Elm, had, had been like super interested in her and, and sent her like messages all week and asked her to dinner. And she was like, yeah, like I'm very excited. Like he was cute. And uh, then he just ghosted her. And like those things, you just stop responding to messages. He just disappeared. And then never happened to me. I wouldn't No. But then somebody responded to her TikTok video and was like, wait, I dated like the same thing happened to me with a tall guy who worked for works for West Elm as a furniture designer. His profile name is Caleb. And she was like, yeah, his name's Caleb. And then they like other people on TikTok saw it and became a trending thing. West Elm Caleb like on TikTok and then people in like other cities were picking it up and there's a billboard in New York now that says like red flags furniture designer like six foot four uh beard named Caleb or I mean that's totally that is a person too like that's so totally he, checks out he got doxxed as well and people were like hounding his LinkedIn everybody was calling West Elm demanding like his information so and then there were all these like backlash or response articles that were like ghosting isn't a crime but doxing is like how it's dare true. they that's true that's true yeah because it's really unfair like the severity of his crime but it and then like may people may be making up some of this it's become this like social phenomenon now but apparently like dozens of women came forward or like sent posts to like people who are writing these they articles came forward like yeah. of, of their trauma they came they came forward that they were supposed to have a date and it didn't happen. That this guy has a pattern. They ca- I love it. West Elm, they West Elm Caleb has a pattern though, where he apparently he <laughs> it's called love bombing. Oh my god! So he would he would like message them obsessively for a couple days about how amazing they were. He would send them a, like a Spotify playlist that he made for them. And some of the women compared it. It was the same Spotify playlist that he used yeah, on multiple women. Yeah, he has women, a pattern. He's consistent. We love that. And then he would ask them out on a date uh, within a co- that first the first couple of days, and then he would disappear. Probably because he'd be on to he just liked the chase. I guess. I so. think once they said yes, he was like no. He was like goodbye. Yeah. And one of them should try saying no, and then he'd be like, he'd be like, I'll give you a couch. Yeah, now we know. What if you ordered furniture and you were like, you need to come build it in my house? He's not a furniture builder. He's just a designer. All right. And we'll finish up uh, with bizarre dating sites you won't believe actually exist. Wait, before that, though, really quick. Did you have any? Okay. So just really quick. Did you have any like, because you, I assume, went on a bunch of online dates? I did. I and do you have any like strategies I, that worked before and after I met? Just kidding. <laughs> before I met you, I went on online dates. So, do you have any like thing strategy or things that you would do that you felt like would help you or whatever? And then I'll tell you my because I have a bunch of a bunch of strategies. So my understanding is these days it has changed from friends I've talked to who still use online dating apps. Uh, one friend in particular who uses the apps. Uh, who told me that OkCupid is just for, like, nerds now. It's not popular. Nobody uses it. And I guess psychologists and articles I've read have argued that it really is fair to use Tinder and just judge someone from their picture because the picture actually does tell you a lot. It's a really that's, good shorthand. Yes. yes, and I will, that's one of my things, too. Both okay. for, like, their ability to do reasonable lighting and subject placement and focus of the photo and the things that they're doing in the photos. Yes. Can I can I tell you can I tell you? And their grooming tells you quite a lot about Can I the tell person. you what I would what? So if any guy had a picture of him on vacation that was like 
absolute no because like if that's the coolest thing that you do is like go away from your life like normally then you're like, a boring person you suck so oh. don't put any like vacation nothing of you on like unless it's like your boat and you're like this is my like none no boats no like beaches that are you know unrealistic or whatever i think it depends to what you're doing on the vacation if you're like uh you know surfing on the vacation no no i don't want because it's like unless you're like legit a surfer and you're yeah. like you're like i'm a surfer and i need yeah someone not, you're not to taking like, like a surf lesson like you know how to surf if that's but that, that's not a vacation then that's your life oh, okay so you're i'm saying traveling. like yeah what yeah i could never understand the photos of men with like drugged animals there's what? like a guy with like a tiger or whatever You've seen like these photos. No. It's a guy like he'll be like petting a tiger. Women have these too, right? They're like petting not, a tiger I don't know about this. or hanging out with like some exotic animal. And you're like, that animal is definitely sedated because like otherwise they won't let you near like a freaking tiger. Yeah, there's lots of these like photos out there and you're just like, that's gross. You shouldn't. Okay, so you would not go on dates with those people. What was like a thing that you... That you like was a a definite like no, and then a yeah like a thing that you were like oh, okay yeah. I mean back when I used OK Cupid yes just tell where them. people would write more. Yeah, you just see like if they can write like a coherent like paragraph is like pretty important, right? And often I guess you look if if they're using like a lot of platitudes or just like stock phrases or whatever like love to laugh. Or whatever, or like, like if they're that was a turn on for you, though. Right? I hated yeah. that because it's like, right? If you love to laugh, or like, or they, if anybody calls themselves funny, is like a probably a danger. Can you sign. just tell people what you personally liked and didn't like? You're I'm all telling like you stuff I didn't like. Okay, that's those are the things I didn't like because if someone says that they're very funny, it's like you should just be funny right now. Say, write what, something funny, yes, right? Show, don't tell. Exactly. Exactly. So look for that. And if they, yeah, if they can't uh, write like a coherent paragraph, then you're like, eh, you're not, yeah. e either like you do not, you don't care about this or like, it's going to drive me insane if I'm like the grammar, with The you, grammar, the of grammar of it all. Y-O-U-R. Yeah. The Y-O-U-R's of it all. What about you are though? Uh, and a woman who loves horses, red flag. Oh, it's yeah. just something weird about them. Don't yeah. don't trust them. Horse people are like cat people, dog people. They they like cats there's and dogs, but horse people way into horses. I think there's a site for horse people. You there just are. Go to I was that about site. to tell you about it. But the the other like one thing that I think that I think helped because women on dating sites get like a ton of messages like. You you turn it on for one second and you're just like a 50 million message. Like all of a sudden you're like, how do I go through all of these? So the vacation thing, like I, it was just very easy because I was like, anyone on vacation, you're gone. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing was that I posted a picture of me on the poll, as you know, as my profile picture. And anyone who didn't, who wasn't tactful about it or like funny about it, I like in in like a intelligent way i was like okay you're also gone because yeah, bait. yeah. That, was, that was like bait for them to like mess up. i was like i want you to talk about it and i, I appreciate a, a like a dirty joke but if it's like a very low-hanging fruit one like if you're like my pole then i was just like okay bye so that eliminated like 
out of like 50 million that eliminated like 25 million. Oh, he didn't tell you about the dating site Ashley Madison. Ooh, oh yeah. Which was launched in 2002. Sounds like a good wholesome site. Yeah. As a, a networking service for extramarital relationships. Oh. However, it was pretty much made of fake profiles of women. There was a scandal in 2015 after data breach and, you know, some hacker data scientist went in there and analyzed the actual accounts. So 31 million men had accounts and 5.5 million women had accounts. You're going to say five? Well, so that's six to one ratio, right? But then they went and looked at the actual data dumped. So like of the five and a half million women, only 1,500 had ever checked their inboxes. And then they looked at the chat and only 2,400 women had ever used the chat. Yeah, they were they were like, it looks like this website just had like about 1,000 women on it and what, 31 million men oh my God. writing to these fake profiles. Now you ready for the fun dating sites? Yeah. And I, I clicked on a bunch of these links and almost all of them like... Checked out? Don't No, don't exist anymore. Oh, I, I thought you were like, they're all pretty... They're all for very particular uh, tastes. Like... Number one, fat bastard dating. Yes. Is that people who like Austin Powers or people who are... Being a fat bastard doesn't mean you have to be single okay. forever. It also doesn't mean you have to get in shape to find a date. If you're comfortable in your skin and want to find the perfect partner who appreciates you for who you are, then sign up. Uh, there is personals.com. Ooh. Meet other cat lovers who match your personality. There is gluten-free singles. Because gluten-free, I think, is a red flag for a lot of people these days. It's not trendy anymore. Gluten-free singles sounds like a kind of cheese. <laughs> yeah, it does. You never have to feel alone, awkward, or burdened because you are gluten-free. Our website is a welcoming place where people can find gluten-free dating partners, friends, and activity groups. Activity groups? Yeah. I wonder what other activities besides eating I like the idea of your gluten-free dating partners. They themselves are not... I'm like, I'm not made of gluten. Yes. So I believe I meet the terms of the date. I love that. Oh, see, I told you, love horse. Yeah. Dating for horse and country lovers. Kind of like Fat Bastard. There's Ugly Schmucks, probably made Aww. by the same person. Kind of rude names. Yeah, there's Farmer Wants a Wife, which is the the URL is muddymatches.co.uk. StarTrekDating.com. Meetaninmate.com. Ooh, pen pals. That's pen pals, really. Clown dating. It's someone who's into being scared <laughs> and laughing. It's no fun looking for love when you're a clown. Behind all the makeup and the red nose is a lonely heart. Clowns are unique entertainers, loved by some, yet feared and hated by others. Luckily, clown dating is here to help. It feels like a parody. You're a clown. <laughs> clown. You're a clown. Oh, Yeah. Baskets could have used Baskets. clown dating. Now, is this for two clowns to meet or just someone to meet a clown? I think either. Okay. Yeah. If you're a clown lover or you're somebody who gets who is loved by clowns, you can go on this site. Someone who's loved by clowns. Uh, singles with food allergies. Okay. Yeah. Nowhere else will you find so many divorced, never married, or widowed individuals whose lives are all affected by food allergies. I don't know why they have to go into your particular Wait, widowed? status. That's got a, a bit of an ominous... Uh, also divorced and never married. It's like, 
Just say single. So like, available. Was that like a food allergy accident? Just say available they, individuals. Do you think it was like, they were like, my spouse was also allergic, but what they did not know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, people who've been widowed by food allergies. I did click singles with food allergies is still up and running. It looks kind of amateurish, but can you guess what the image is on the front page? A shrimp? No, it's a couple that is cooking together. Oh. Except the guy is just frying an egg. <laughs> like his wife is there, his girlfriend, I guess. She's supervising. She's supervising. She's supervising. She's like, good, don't put anything in there. Yeah. Uh, there's vampire dating site. Yes, I love it. I love that. Vampire free. Vampire I do like freeze. connect with other vampire singles in the comfort and privacy of your own home anytime, day or night. Ooh, dangerous. Yeah. Diaper mates. Oh, is that know, for, for adult ABDLs? See, yeah. I know the, yeah. Adult baby diaper love <laughs> Your personal ABDL. ABDLs. Or Littles. Is there like a Littles one? No. Do you know about Littles? No, I don't have that on my list. Littles are like usually girls who they want like a daddy and they want, they're more of like a toddler sort of kawaii like princess and they want a and they call it when they're being this like cuz they're not like that all the time and usually they're like at least the public ones are like quite hot mm-hmm. and then when they go into like the toddler they Baby. call it little space they're like my little space <laughs> wow okay where they just act like a toddler yeah and then their husband has to like reprimand is like you're going in a, in your crib you're going in your crib <laughs> time out all right weird uh sea captain date Scientific looking singles. looking for your best mate. That should be the tagline. Is that for big penises or for people who like snakes? It's for people who like snakes. Okay. Yeah, it's a, a herp herpetology centric dating. Oh, site. I was like people have <laughs> yeah. herpes. Uh, datemypet.com. Is that for bestiality or no? It's just for, for pet lovers. So that's what I, I was like. Do you you're trying to hook your pet up with other people? What's going on? you're like me and my pet we're not a good match yeah there's data gamer i think that's just called twitch yep yeah yep Uh, exactly prescription for love which i guess is for uh people who want to trade a prescription medication for sex no it's well they could it's dating for people with a health condition or like chronic disease oh i thought it was for doctors Oh yeah, I'm, my, my mind goes to like the black mark. I'm like, oh yeah, well, they're just, they're like, I need an. They're like, these are all da- these are all dating sites. They're not criminal endeavors. Yeah, partner for for fellatio and amphetamines. Okay, two more. There's metal dating, the only dating site for metalheads. Okay, I and I'm like blacksmiths, because you know the hands, the rough hands has got have got to be like a. I see that's I'm surprised. Like, why do you need a dating site? Just go to, you know, a heavy metal concert. There's a lot of children at those concerts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, uh, and there aren't any more. Everybody at a metal concert these days is like 40 years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the last one is Hot Sauce Passions. So is that someone who likes? that's funny they're like sriracha and it's like no you're not for real well it actually says why risk hearing i don't like spicy food on a first date when you know that would be a deal breaker i told you about a seeking arrangement earlier that's my favorite 
where it was like yeah that's the one for for sugar daddies yeah or right. it was like it, i think their tagline was like uh true love is priceless everything else can be negotiated yeah that's a good one which i'm just like yeah oh right and then rent boy that's like the that's right the the male the gay male like version the male escort one <laughs> that right. rent boy yeah seeking arrangements is i i knew a guy he like he was seeking or co- was he a arranging co- a co-worker of mine who was like did a seeking arrangements and he wasn't a bad looking guy it didn't really make any sense he just like i guess was like just like an immigrant dude and maybe wanted a more traditional relationship where he would support the woman He's wanted a hot wife to like cook for him when he came home from his job. I think that's pretty much why he did it. Yeah, he was just looking for that. And he was like, these New York City girls, they're like too fresh. I can't. They're too independent. Too independent. Yeah, not his thing. Uh, So we talked about IAC and Match Group. The other, there's another like giant dating site that owns all the other dating sites called Affinitas GmbH. And they own Elite Singles. What does GmbH stand for? It's like the a German no, I LLC. Was like, I was like, uh, you know, that's also an abbreviation. Yeah. Gives money back. Gives money beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they own Elite Singles and E-Darling and Christian Mingle, J-Date, and oh God, Silver Singles. Uh, they merged. Okay, that was Spark Networks and Affinitas merged to create Spark Networks S-E. So that's the two. If you're on any dating site, it's owned by IAC or Spark Networks. Love that. There's like a pipeline though. They've got you on like the Tinder to like OkCupid to Match.com. Did your sister meet on Match? My sister met on Match. Yeah. And the stats that I found claim that online dating does seem to work uh, better than meeting in person. So the average length of courtship before marriage for couples who meet online is uh 18 and a half months that's gaggy that's like way too soon okay go on i think the idea is if you become a couple that lasts and you met online it's going to be someone on match.com who was like knew what they wanted i guess that's the theory i don't know or they're more desperate who knows Seeking uh, like, these stats are from like 2009 when i think online oh, dating d- don't read them then they're oh, not no, 2013 relevant. they're from when online dating That's, was still less popular it's also like before the pandemic so who the who okay. that who knows um knows? so as of as of 2009 61 percent of same-sex couples found their partners online so i'm sure it's even higher today yeah and on a typical dating site men view three times as many profiles as women and are forty percent more likely to initiate contact. I mean, I didn't, I didn't on OkCupid, but that's because I was being bombarded. But I feel like I always initiate. I don't know. I, I'm very like direct. I don't like people wasting my time. I think women get completely bombarded on most dating sites, which I guess was what Bumble was supposed to fix. Because oh, the women talk for it, but then I think the women just don't talk on there because they're they're shy. Anyway, what? Uh, so what's like the a thesis that we should leave people with oh we'll just we'll address our commenters real quick by the way because, oh uh, chef maki had some good comments about the uh he sees a lot of machu picchu on dating profiles that is correct i saw a ton of women at the exact same overlook of machu picchu oh really that Ugh. is the thing yeah 
you can't okay look if the person was climbing was touching machu picchu then i'd be like you are bold no, you hike the inca trail no and you go because i know you're not allowed to do that so if they were like committing a crime on vacation nice um oh thanks jewel uh chef maki also said he would he would date a blacksmith if he was on oh. metalheads.com oh okay blacksmith that is something that i forgot so the original like wedding ceremonies took place at, at the blacksmiths like over the thing that the rings were like made that the, the, the he the was forge? like hot off he the, would like make your ring for you right there yeah you make it and then he then you get married then you'd be like over the thing you'd be like i will marry you yeah we are married and, and he's like hammering your yeah rings yeah yeah together. Um, that's pretty cool that and then i also wanted to say about like the finger of the ring really quick yeah so the ring used to be placed on during the ceremony every finger before it got to your middle finger or your ring finger and uh, different words would be said and then it would be taken off and then moved and the reason why it's your ring finger is because they used to think there was a vein that went to your heart from your ring finger but that's not true oh yeah, it's a shame that finger is now stuck with that name. It was called the Vena, the Vena Amora, or something, something oh. like that. But it probably, I think, all of your veins eventually get to your heart. So you could put it on any, <laughs> you finger, put it you on want. any finger you want. Are you supposed to transfer it from one hand to another? That used to be a thing, but I think you just don't think it is. There's so much controversy over that. Like, like these days, I thought. Like women can continue wearing their engagement ring, but also the wedding ring because they. I think most of, women is it cost so fucking much because the engagement ring is very expensive. Yeah. You'd only wear it for like a year. He's like, I should go on that trip to Machu Picchu. Apparently, there's a lot of single women. <laughs> yeah, that should be like the um, what is it? The birthright, but just you know, just for like secular people. <laughs> yeah, the other red flags were. Uh, women who post a photo with like a group like they're oh a group of a women a group of women like so they're like a bridesmaid and it's like the the like bachelorette party or something they're all like on a beach the, they have a penis or whatever, straw or like that would be funny if like something like that it would be totally cool with. but the group of women and you're like you're trying to even figure out which one it is because you've only seen like two other pictures of them and, and you're like worked. which one in the like group is it like we said callback the bridesmaids was to look yeah just exactly like the they were doing good jobs so that the kidnapping wouldn't be found but out. But you'd be like, you'd look at that and you'd be like, okay, first off, this is one of your like 10 best photos of yourself. And second, like, it's not at all like a helpful thing to put on a dating website. That's that's my thing. I'm like, is this the best photo of yourself? Like the best photo of yourself is like doing something that you don't normally do. I did see some photo tips for men to take on their online dating profile. Okay, let's see if we agree. Okay, so uh, what were they? One is that you're ideally blur your background a little bit, so use portrait mode on your phone. That's like an obvious okay, one. Okay, obvious. So that you're the subject of the picture. Uh, one for another you, one for you got to blur out that 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 pitch in the background too. Yeah, and get your ex out of there. Uh, press your tongue to the roof of your mouth to relax your your um to re to like relax your jaw mm -hmm. and to make it like. To make your jaw look like tight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's like okay. a that's, that's like a modeling tip. tip. Yeah. All right. Press your tongue to the roof of your mouth, Fine. and then I think this is the only other one. It was uh like squint your eyes a little bit instead of looking wide eyed. Try to look like just like just like a little like sixty to eighty percent squint. 
Like you're sizing her up. You're like you're negging her with your eyes. You're I, like, hmm? I think for men, it just in general makes you look a little more snatched, serious, and like thoughtful, perhaps. I love that they're like, put the tongue on the roof of your mouth and now say the alphabet. <laughs> it's just like you're like, are these tips for a photo? Apparently, you're supposed to put your best photo first, obviously. Obviously, put your second best photo at the end, because. Oh, yeah. The thought is that that's, you want to leave them on a good note. That's the last photo they're going to see before they make a decision about you. Before they jerk off, and you want to give them something. Give them something to think about. Yeah. Okay, so those tips do shot. hold up. You you think they're those are good? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I don't I don't have any. I mean, I just gorgeous. So. <laughs> oh yeah, you, know. you have. You I have uh, thousands of photos of yourself. Too. Yeah, I don't have any. I think I took all of my photos though on my thing maybe possibly i don't know not the one where you're on a pole i did take that photo of myself you took that yourself from a video yeah oh. it was a video still on that hot that like even in a video still you were like damn nice yeah and that was in my house too so and then i think uh sites like i think tinder now and most sites will like optimize for you really so you just like throw your photos up and they'll figure out which ones get the best responses I forget what else. Uh, oh, yeah, there was Tinder stats that I saw, too. For those of you who are out there on Tinder. From from 2000 when it was invented. <laughs> is it? This is, I forget when this, this article is probably from like 2015 or something. Uh, but supposedly when you first join Tinder, and this is probably true of every dating website, they give you a popularity boost so that you'll like immediately start seeing, like matching with more people and get shown to more people. So if you uh, are making a new profile, Go out and get some photos taken. Get your friend who's like a decent photographer to take some photos of you doing something interesting. I don't know, writing, whatever you do. Uh, not on vacation, apparently. And, uh, and make sure you have like a, a nice fitting shirt, I guess, like me. Wear your best fedora. And then uh, create a new profile and put those photos on it because you'll get an immediate boost. And then the other thing to do is don't just endlessly swipe swipe right on everyone because the website will think that you're a bot Ooh, and yikes. it'll stop showing your profile to people. Uh, it is okay. Anybody you find like attractive, I guess you can swipe right with the idea that like, yeah, and then try to message at least some opening conversation within a day of getting a match. Oh, wow. So then you don't come across as... Uh, a bot. As a Caleb, as a West you Elm come Caleb. Across as a West Elm Caleb. And it makes you seem, and don't just be like, hello or sup. Ask like some kind of semi open ended question. Uh, it can be like flirtatious, but like that way you're more likely to get a response. And so it will think you are more popular. Sup, boo. Are you really going to wear that to work today? <laughs> yeah, they're smart enough. If you write lots of messages like nagging, that no one responds to it also thinks you're like unpopular or an asshole and will stop showing your profile to people yeah okay so we'll see you all next week oh yeah and if you made it this far please leave us a five-star review it really does help 